guys. My name is Luke Gancy and welcome to the Illusionist Magic Beyond Belief podcast. I want to welcome you back to a brand new episode. And uh, yeah, we are going to be answering more of your questions about the magic that you've been working on and just some of the general magic advice uh, that you are looking for. Um, based on some of the questions I get, uh, I see a trend sometimes in some of the things that people ask. And so today we are going to talk about a topic and a couple other things too, uh, specifically about street magic. I'm going to give you the truth about street magic. That's right. I'm also going to give you a couple other little tips here and there. And also, don't forget, I'm going to give you this week's tip of the week. You could take this with you, and uh, it has something to do with street magic, or at least something to do with it. You'll find out more about that later. But first, let's jump into our main topic this week. And I want to welcome some of our new listeners too. I know that there's people that have been finding us and this podcast over through Twitter and uh, our other social platforms. It's great to have some new friends listening as well. So uh, don't forget, you can subscribe uh, over in the iTunes store. You can find us and of course, uh, you know, on SoundCloud and all these places. But right now you're listening and let's jump into this week's episode. All right, here we go. Uh, so the question that really kind of spurred this whole thing this week about street magic came from a question that popped up in my mailbox from a guy named Florian. Um, the subject is really what caught my eye. The subject was, I don't know how to start street magic. Uh, his question went a little bit deeper. Uh, basically, the question was, hi guys, I've been doing magic for three years now. I practice a lot and I love it, but I don't know how I should start a performance for strangers. I hope you'll be helping me with this. So basically, we'll get more into the kind of like approaching and getting used to performing, but this brought up a really kind of strong thing I want to talk about this week, and that is street magic in general, because the topic, you know, that he put in the, in the subject line there, I don't know how to start street magic, is kind of what made me want to talk about this more in detail, because I get asked this a lot. Um, a lot of emails come in uh, on the topic of street magic. You know, how do I get started in street magic? Uh, is this the right kind of magic for street magic? Is this you know, how do I start that? How do I get into it? And I think there's a little bit of a misconception with street magic because street magic did not exist as people think it does now before it was on television. Um, basically, David Blaine, Chris Angel, Dynamo even, you know, those are the kind of guys that put this new form of magic in existence, what is now known as street magic, walking around on the streets, approaching people, doing magic, and just kind of hopping around and doing that. The truth of the matter is, it's not a real thing. Basically, it was a created format of magic for television. You know, that's why these guys have TV cameras following them around, and this is the stuff that ends up on TV. This isn't the kind of thing they would be doing if they didn't have cameras, you know what I mean? So, street magic in general, um, I think it just, there's a really big misconception because there is a way to make money in that setting, but it's not what you think it is, which is just walking around casually and talking to people and stopping strangers to show the magic. Uh, that's more of just being social and uh, maybe exploring and practicing your magic, but that's not how you're going to make a living. You're not going to make money doing that. And if you want to make money doing magic, well, then there's a way to do it, but it's not street magic. It's a thing called busking. Now, busking may get... I guess, tangled up with street magic because you perform it on the street. But busking basically is the type of thing where you would set up a table or at least have your, your own little area and you stay there and you perform as you draw a crowd 
do a show, pass the hat around, or have a jar on the ground and people put in tips and that's how you make your money. You do these shows and then people move on and then you gather another crowd. And But that's the kind of thing that people do in like touristy places, like in Florida. I see it a lot down in Florida, you know, beautiful weather. California, uh, even here in Vegas now, you've got uh, down on Fremont Street, you've got tons and tons of people, not just magicians, but people dressed up in costumes and they charge people like a buck if they want to take a picture with them, things like that. But you have to have a license to do that, at least in a lot of the bigger cities you do, uh, because it's just a type of thing where if you're going to be out there, you're going to be asking for money. Well, you can't just do that without running it by the city. You have to do something of value to be accepting money, technically. You know. So in Vegas, you have to get a license for sure. I know in a lot of big cities, some of the smaller areas, I know you don't because it's not, it's not like you're taking up a lot of room and stopping traffic. You know what I mean? Not like street traffic, but like foot traffic, people walking around. You're not stopping people from being able to go down a street or walking down a sidewalk. You know what I mean? So street magic in general, while I think that it's great, and I know that some of the magic that we release through Illusionist is kind of like street, it's meant for the streets, but I think that people take the the title of street magic and they make it into this thing that's bigger than it is because you see it on TV, I'm guessing, and you think, oh my God, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. But that's not how those guys really make their living. They may do it for TV, but look at what these guys are doing now. Um, Chris Angel, he's now doing live shows. You know, he's got his Luxor gig. He's doing a tour. Dynamo, same thing now. He's touring around different arenas and he's doing a live state show. Um, you know, Copperfield did the same thing back in the early days, but he wasn't really doing street magic. But you see these guys on TV and you think, oh, well, that's what they're doing, but that's just a way to get attention on them uh, that have helped to make their celebrity. Even David Blaine now, you know, he does this magic on TV, but the rest of the times he's doing private gigs, he's doing high-end, um, you know, corporate stuff, or he's performing for celebrities. That's where he gets paid, but it's through the TV uh, that he's become known uh, and kind of build the celebrity. So I don't want to squash anyone's like dreams here, but I do want to be real with you about what street magic is because it's the type of thing with um, the e-audience where people, I think they believe that it's a, something that you can you know strive to do. Uh, you can strive to be a famous magician, a TV magician, anything like that. I'm not going to stop you, but I just want to be real that it's not the type of way that you're going to make money. Um, but if you do, look into busking. Um, look into that because that is doing magic on the streets, um, but it's doing it in a way that will make you money. <laughs> so it's the type of thing, and there's a lot of literature out there. There's been some very famous people that have published work on this topic. If you want to learn kind of more about the real street magic, people like Jim Cellini, uh, Gazzo was another really, really famous guy that, that basically made his living just performing on the streets. He would gather these huge audiences do a show and make money. But you have to realize that if you decide to go down that path, you're going to have to continue to do that. And weather comes into play. Um, you know, when the, when the tourist season's not there, are you going to travel and go somewhere else? Like, you know, there's some realities to go with it. Or it's the type of thing where I know some people, they'll do it on the weekends. And it's just extra income. It's fun to them. And it's a great way to improve your magic and, um, you know, just be a better performer in general. So, that's kind of, for me, the reality of what street magic is. And I wanted to share it once again because I think that, unfortunately, some people think that it's a way to achieve something. Uh, 
when the truth of the matter is it's just something that was created because of TV. Um, so, yeah. Uh, of course, the other part of his question is about um, like approaching people, you know, things like that, which is great. Uh, how should I start a performance for strangers? Um, I think if you're kind of looking into this street magic as you have kind of come to see it, you know, the, the biggest thing is you just need to work on your approach. Uh, there was actually a really good book written called The Approach by Jamie D. Grant. Um, kind of going into like the approach, you know, how to approach people, of course. Uh, restaurant magic types, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of it just comes down to you kind of being comfortable in your own skin. And I'm going to get more into that a little bit later because that's kind of runs into our tip of the week. Um, so I don't want to go too far into that. But, you know, a lot of it is the more that you talk to people, the more that you are out and about and you're doing stuff, you know, you've got to feel comfortable yourself just talking to people. I know like, you know, a lot of young people, uh, guys in particular, because uh, I know girls listen to this too, but like guys in particular, they find it hard to go talk to a girl um, because it's, you know, just a lack of confidence. And I think I would probably see a little bit of a correlation to where if you're a little nervous about talking to girls, I would think in general, you're going to be nervous to talk to people because it's just a, a social anxiety, which is normal. It's a normal thing. So you're not, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, but it comes, you know, and being nervous is good. Here's why. Being nervous is good because it keeps you on your toes, okay? Being nervous makes you focus, ultra focus on what's going on. You're present. You're there in the moment. When you become too comfortable, you start to miss some of the important details. You start to get complacent in what you're doing, and you don't really tend to care about it as much as you would if you were nervous. Because when you're nervous, it's like this fight or flight. You know, your body is amped up. Your, extra, your senses are just going haywire, and you're focused. So I think being nervous is okay. Don't forget that. Um, I know that some people, to get over being nervous before they go on stage, uh, they'll have like a rubber band on their arm and they'll pop the rubber band against their, their arm. They'll pull it and let it go a few times. It's like this physical reaction to uh, having something like that happen. It kind of, it's like the reality, like the wake-up call, like, hey, let's do this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, the more that you are comfortable uh, with being nervous, you're going to be better off too. So that's another thing to think about. You know, if you're young, um, a couple of ideas for you. If you're in high school, try taking drama classes. Uh, and if you're in college, maybe try to take some public speaking classes. I know they exist. I took them when, when I was in college. Um, it's not so much to go into theatrical, you know, stuff. I know some people think, oh, drama, like, I don't want to be in plays and I don't want to do that. But what it basically forces you to do in the class is to get up and to, you know, recite things or lines or whatever, and you're forced to do it in front of a group. Um, I think that's a great way that if you really want to overcome your fears, you're either going to, you're either going to learn to do it or you're going to fail the class. So I think you'd rather not fail the class, right? Um, and if you're in college, public speaking is a great thing to learn. It helps you get over a lot of humps. Of course, uh, you're going to get up and you're going to present different things in front of a class. You're going to be judged on it. You're going to be critiqued on it, which is cool. Um, so you can kind of learn as you go. And there's a teacher there that's going to tell you, hey, you know, uh, I'm going to give you this grade because you need to work on this. And then you need to do this. And, you know, as a magician, I mean, come on, like that's free. Well, the class isn't free, but that's a free way in essence uh, to be critiqued and to get criticism from a professional because those people, uh, you know, teaching those classes, they're people that are 
they have a degree for a reason. You know, they know what they're talking about. Um, so that's another thing to consider is to take some classes that will force you to be up in front of people. It's not going to happen by itself. Basically is what I'm saying. The problem won't fix itself. Um, and you want to be ready as a magician to perform. You know, you don't want to second guess yourself because you are not comfortable about what you're going to say or what you're going to do. You know, I mean, we're, we all get nervous from time to time. I mean, it's just the way that it's just reality. I mean, it's just the way that, that it is. Uh, but the more you do it, you're going to get over it and you're going to get more and more and more comfortable uh, in, in what you do. So uh, have no fear. <laughs> you know, everything's going to be all right. You just got to keep chugging along. And uh, yeah, you know, also Adam Wilbur, you know, his uh, Working Man Project, you know, he had some great advice too about performing and uh, things like that. You don't just learn, it doesn't just come out of thin air. It doesn't just happen, I guess is what I'm trying to get out of here. And I don't want to ramble about this too long, but sometimes it's like Nike says, just do it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, a great thing, I'm just looking at the e-website right now, you know, for the, for the type of people that are, that are doing walk around stuff and they, and they really want to add something to their act that's not going to like interfere with their other tricks. This new trick, Double Think by Sav, man, is it good? I tell you what, like at any time you can have, you know, people think of two different cards and then you're able to produce them at a moment's notice and it doesn't take a whole lot of skill to be honest. So if you've been thinking about something, that you've been wanting to add to your walk around or, you know, maybe some street stuff. Well, that's a good thing. I, I tell you what, cause you do it. Uh, it's like a one-time quick setup and, uh, you're good to go. And Sav is one of the busiest performers, uh, in London. So if it's coming from him, you know, it's coming from someone that, uh, that knows what they're doing. And if you're looking for self-working stuff, stuff you don't have to think about and, and you don't have to worry about, you know, not being perfect in what you do, check out the new Nate Cranzo product, uh, the self-working card tricks. It's got 12 things on there that are very, very strong, but they don't require you to do a lot of difficult sleight of hand. So if you're kind of like a beginner and you're, and you're kind of looking for your way through all this stuff, um, especially the Cranzo thing I just told you about, I mean, come on, like it's great to learn the foundations of card magic and, and to learn uh, those things because they're tools you're going to use as you go forward with your magic. But, um, you know, if you're new, check that out. High impact with, you know, little work really on your part. Um, and Cranzo is someone that is just a professional in, in every sense of the word. Love that guy. Uh, so yeah, those are a couple of things to, uh, to consider too. So yeah, I mean, uh, who was the question from Florian? I hope that answered your question kind of about street magic, talking to people. Um, you know, it's the kind of stuff that will get better, uh, and, and better, you know, as you go forward. So, uh, have no fear. Uh, another question came in recently from a guy through Facebook, um, I think his name is Brian. Let me just pull up his message here about performing in front of groups using magic. Uh, yeah, it is Brian. Uh, this is a guy that is a, uh, he's high up on the totem pole at IBM and he wants to basically know if it's a good idea, which obviously I think he, he believes it because he sees the power of magic, you know, how to make a speech, which kind of ties into what we're talking about more entertaining. So think about that for you too. Like, if you have something, maybe it's for school, you have to get up and do a presentation, or maybe you're older and you have a job and you've got to do a presentation, or even maybe like a job interview. I mean, I'm not saying to like go magic heavy, but magic is the type of thing that where when you apply it in different kind of creative ways, it can help you stand out from other people. And I know that we've talked about that before, don't get me wrong. Um, but I did want to mention that too, that find different ways to use the magic that you do in different situations, whether you're performing or not. Uh, you know, to kind of stand out. And uh, 
I'm sure we'll be talking more and more to Brian about that stuff. But yeah, he asked if that was a good idea. And I think that for sure it's a good idea. And we've got some great stuff. I mean, imagine being up, being up in front of a group of people and doing pyro, you know, talking about setting the room on fire. Not like in the literal sense, but like, you know, maybe it's like a motivational thing. I'm like, you know, let's get fired up. We're going to set this room on fire. We're going to, you know, we're going to rock. We're going to kick butt, like a motivational kind of speech. And then you literally like shoot fire from your hands. Like, I mean, come on. Like, that's just one simple example. But, you know, you could do that. Or I know a lot of people like Costa Kimlet. Uh, he uses kind of like minimalism stuff or he'll do some things as a team building, um, you know, kind of psychological stuff. So there are different ways to use your magic, whether it's a street environment, stand up environment, doing a speech casually, wherever it is. Think about that, that um, it's not just, doesn't just have to be for your performance as it may, as it may be. Um, so that's definitely something else to consider uh, with the stuff that you do. Uh, a great book. I've, I think I've mentioned this before. And I want to mention it again because it gives some great creative exercises as well um, about uh, looking at things differently, which will help you with your magic too. And that is called A Whack on the Side of the Head. I talked a lot more about the creative process uh, on episode number 35, which was talking about how to be more creative with your magic. And I know that I talked about that book, um, but it's something that I thought I would throw in there since we're talking about, you know, using your magic and, and kind of, you know, in, in different kind of creative ways. Uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, uh, on a little sadder note, I don't want to shift too far here, too hard, but I think that it's worth mentioning here. Uh, recently, we've lost quite a few legends uh, in the magic world, which is a real shame because once they're gone, um, I mean, that, that's it. They leave a legacy that few can fill their shoes. And so, uh, you know, a few weeks back, we talked about the passing of Tom Molica. If you haven't yet, check out our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash illusionist. Scroll down through there. You can see the, uh, the Tom Molica tribute video that we put up. It's his cigarette act. It's what he was famous for. I saw it in person when I was a kid, and it blew me away. I didn't think it was – I couldn't believe what I was watching. We'll put it that way. Uh, Tom Molica passed away. I believe uh, Irene Larson from the Magic Castle, she passed. Uh, and recently here, we just lost uh, Paul Daniels in the UK, a true legend in every sense of the word, TV magician, very well known in the UK. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it happened pretty quick. You know, they announced it, I think, right around Blackpool, uh, which was only last month that he had a uh, inoperable brain tumor. And it was announced officially, I believe, yesterday that he had uh, passed. So our condolences go out to uh, the Paul Daniels family. Um, and, and all of those that were, you know, friends with him. We'd love to hear some stories. If you had a chance to meet him uh, or Tom Molica, um, maybe some great stories about, you know, you meeting him. I know that, you know, one of the guys on our team, uh, Garrett Clark, uh, G had said that, you know, as a kid, he saw Paul Daniels do his one cup routine and it was like something that stuck with him forever. So is there a story like that for you? You know, maybe meeting them in person, Maybe there was a great experience or seeing something on TV that stuck with you, or maybe they inspired you to be a magician. I know that in the UK, Paul Daniels did inspire a lot of people to pick up magic, explore it, and uh, some guys that are still in it today. So um, I'd love to hear your stories. Send those into podcast.illusionist.com and uh, yeah, hook us up with those. I'd love to hear from you and we'll talk about them on the next show. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's something else to consider too, since we're talking about, you know, kind of the, the guys that have been around forever. This is the reality. They're not always going to be around. So if you, if you are able to get to any of these conventions, and I know sometimes they can add up, uh, you know, it costs a little bit of money to get from one place to the next, and then you have to pay to be there. But if you see any of these guys, you know, Juan Tamaris is a living legend. 
definitely, if you can get a chance to see him, uh, the maestro, as they call him, uh, you know, make a point to go see him. You know, a lot of these guys have been around for a very, very long time and know a lot of stuff. And they have a lot of great stories to tell uh, as well. Um, one of the guys kind of I looked up to as a kid was Jim Patton. Jim died recently as well. And he was a California guy and he was friends with Jennings and Vernon and all those guys. And hearing him tell me the stories when I was a kid uh, was quite cool. And I now kind of get that through Bill Goodwin, uh, the, the Magic Castle librarian. But, you know, these guys are a plethora of knowledge. And I think that because they're not the hot new name putting out magic, that sometimes those guys get overlooked, uh, which is a real shame because they are a wealth of knowledge and they are the guys that sometimes, um, you know, have created some of the plots or the methods that you're using now for other tricks. You know, Johnny Thompson is another true living legend. I mean, he's celebrated all over Las Vegas. I think recently he was inducted into the, uh, the Nevada Hall of Fame. Uh, the Entertainers Hall of Fame, Penn and Teller were there. I mean, he's, you know, he's looked up to by Penn and Teller, David Copperfield, like all these guys for a reason, you know, not only does he love magic and he's a great guy, but he has a ton of knowledge. Um, and so sometimes take a step back from looking at what's new and what's hot and looking at who matters. Uh, I think it'll do a lot of good for your magic. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of literature out there, whether it's books or DVDs, you know, which are converted VHS tapes uh, from people like Tommy Wonder, uh, Alex Elmsley, Di Vernon, who I mentioned, uh, Ed Marlowe. You know, these are the guys that paved the way for us. And uh, just because they're not cool right now doesn't mean that their work uh, is important. And I guarantee you, if you pick up any of that stuff, you're going to be fooling the rest of the guys that go to these conventions that are the silly guys just doing all the new stuff because they're not going to know what the heck you're doing for a reason. Um, I'm not going to say you're going to fool everybody. You know, there's a lot of well-schooled guys that go to these conventions that uh, I'm sure you could learn a lot from. But take a step back, though, you know, and if you're looking to fool other magicians, go back in time. <laughs> check out these old books. Check out these old things. And uh, I think that they'll make a big difference uh, with your magic. So, yeah, hope that helps you out. And on a day-to-day -day basis, if you have questions about your magic or, you know, looking for some advice, don't forget the socials with Illusionist. You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just look for Illusionist. Uh, we're very, very active. And, and we're definitely there to help you uh, and, you know, answer some of those questions that you may have, some of those lingering questions. Also, I want to mention, you know, we've been doing some contests. Uh, recently, we just did one for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, did a giveaway. You know, it was St. Patrick's Day. We did a, a Luck of the Irish giveaway. Uh, we asked some people to, uh, on our Facebook page, we asked people to tell us why they feel lucky right now. Had a lot of great answers, and we picked four winners. We want to get some shout-outs right now. We had four winners uh, who uh, were going to receive one of four of our green decks. Get it? Green because of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So make sure you're keeping up with us on our socials so that you don't miss any uh, any of those uh, contests. I'm going to give those shout outs right now. I'm just going to pull up our page. I announced the winners a little while ago uh, on Facebook. So I want to make sure that I uh, give them a shout out. So yeah, keep an eye. You never know when we might do one. And uh, you never know when you may be the next winner for some free stuff. Uh, those winners, I uh, just posted them right here at the top. Those are Babu Khan, Amber Gracie, Aaron D'Arcy, and Daniel Ricks. Those are the guys that have uh, won. And once again, they get their choice of one of four of our green decks. Those are Pressers, the uh, SWE, 
dealers, the green dealers, the Erdnays green dealers, and the Artifice Emerald edition. So, uh, yeah, they'll be contacting us, and I'm sure we'll be sharing their pictures when they receive their prizes. So, uh, yeah, you could be our next winner. Don't worry. I know some people think, oh, I can never win. I can never win. But you know what? If you're not paying attention, you don't, you know, you don't involve yourself in these things. Well, yeah, you're not going to win. So keep an eye out and make sure that you jump in and uh, have your chance to win some free stuff from E. And we have a lot of big, big, big stuff coming soon. I want to, uh, I know that, you know, Garrett has been working hard behind the scenes on some big things. I'm not going to tip the hat here. He has kind of tiptoed around answering some questions online. But I do want to say openly, uh, and I'm not going to give specifics or when, but our international friends out there that are listening, I want you to know something. We are listening. You're asking, we're listening, and we're doing, okay? Um, international shipping, I know, has been something that you guys have, have expressed concerns about for a, you know, a long time. And it's the type of thing that where it's a, it's a hard thing because it's in place. It's a hard thing to change, but we are working on international shipping for you. I, I want to throw it out there. Uh, like I said, Garen's been out. Uh, he's been publicly saying that in a few different places like on Facebook. So um, I'm not giving away like any kind of inside info here that's not out there, but it's all I'm going to say, you know, and, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because one big reason. You guys are important to us more than the magic, okay? You guys are number one. The magic is second. Because without you guys, without you, the listeners and the customers and all of our fans out there all over the world, we would not be able to continue to release the magic that we do and, and have so much fun doing it. And so, you know, we've done different things to show our appreciation, like the free shipping events and other promotions and giveaways like I was just talking about. But I want you to know more than anything that we are listening, whether it's a day to day basis through our social media, whether it's through our emails and customer support who rock those guys rock. Give them, a, give them a, a pat on the back sometime. They're on top of things, and, and they're to be applauded for what they do, trust me. And, and the guys that are at the top of the ladder there, you know, uh, Brad and Adam, they work tirelessly to make this this happen. And then we got Garrett, who works his butt off, and Lloyd creatively, who was just – keep up with Lloyd, too, by the way. I got to say, like, uh, number one, keep up with Adam Wilbur on Instagram. He's posting all these crazy videos. And Lloyd has started posting more and more of his videos, too. Um so yeah, make sure you keep up with uh, with those two guys if you're looking for like what are they working on with their magic? They post a lot of stuff, uh, which is really really cool and exciting. But the whole team, Madison, he's got he's up to some big stuff. Of course, Pete, you know Peter McKinnon and his amazing trailers that he does for us. We're all working so hard behind the scenes to do the things, and, and our graphic design team they're putting help us you know put together the new website. Of course, David, our uh, our, our programmer, and Will Jones, our our lead software developer. He's up to some big stuff too. I can't say a word about it, but man, if, if he can pull off what he's up to, God, it's gonna, it's game changing stuff. I got to tell you. Uh, so yeah, don't want to go too far into all that, but just know that, that you guys are number one though. You guys come first and all the other stuff we're up to comes second. So uh, yeah, if you do have concerns, you do have questions, whether it's for the podcast or for us in general, make sure you let us know. That's the only way we can help you or, or help, help you with the things that you're having problems with with your orders or your magic in particular, we want to help you and we are there for you. And the only way for you to uh, take advantage of that is to reach out to us. Uh, so make sure that you do that. All right. I think it's now time for this week's tip of the week. It is something that goes a little bit uh, hand in hand with what we talked about earlier, which was about the real deal street magic. And uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing to where it's something I challenge you 
to do. Because um, this, you know, I kind of tiptoed around a little bit about feeling comfortable in your own skin. So this week's tip of the week is to, well, take a chance. Strike up a conversation. Don't mention magic. Don't do magic. Don't use it as a crutch. I'm not even talking about a full-blown conversation. I challenge you that if you walk down the street, you walk in your apartment complex, you're walking to the mailbox, wherever the hell you are in school, walking down the... Just look up and say hello. Just say hello. Or if it's in the morning, say good morning. Just be friendly. I don't mean that in a cheesy way. I mean it in a way to where... If you look around you, the majority of the people, number one, are either, well, their head glued down to their phone, or number two, they are probably uh, looking around trying not to make eye contact because a lot of people are uncomfortable in a social setting. But I challenge you to strike up a conversation or just greet someone or just say hello. Get out of your comfort zone is what I'm saying. This week's tip of the week, get out of your comfort zone and, and, and try things that you haven't done before. I know that one of the things that my friend Max Major challenged me to do when I went to D.C. Uh, was to ask for a discount <laughs> at a coffee shop. They weren't, they weren't running discounts. Just go up and say, hey, I want to get a discount. For me, that's, that wasn't a problem because I, I've conquered my social fears of um, greeting people or talking to people for the most part. But for you, could you imagine the pressure of going up to someone and saying, hey, I want this for free or, hey, uh, I want to get a discount. You know, for me, I kind of made up a story. Like, hey, one of my buddies came in here and said, you get a discount on this day. So I came in, can't get a discount on my, and what's worse is going to happen. They're going to say no, big deal. But what it's meant to do really, it's not to get the discount. It's to put yourself in a situation to uh, do something that would make you uncomfortable. So the next time it comes up, talking to someone, approaching, it won't be a problem because you've already done it. So uh, tip of the week, Get out of that comfort zone, talk to people, interact, because that's going to help you as a magician, as a performer, uh, to be able to talk to people and not have it bother you. Uh, but it ain't going to happen by you sitting in front of that camera and doing tricks for your camera and Instagram and all that crap. That's not going to help you. You got to get out in the real world. Not, like I said, not necessarily doing magic, but just being a person, just talking, communicating. Um, it'll help you grow. And trust me, you're going to see it and you'll feel it. And you're going to just, it'll be like one of those things to where, as the time goes by, you're going to start to just naturally do it. You're going to be like, man, I was like such an antisocial person. Or man, I can't believe I wasn't this way before. Because when you're a more personable person, it's not just going to be easier to do magic. It's going to be easier to introduce yourself. Uh, when you get older, it helps you with business because you're going to be able to interact and mix and mingle with people. And a lot of business has to do with you being able to com converse with other people. Uh, and, of course, having a trick you can do in your back pocket doesn't hurt. Uh, but you got to be an interesting person first uh, <laughs> in those situations. So anyway, guys, that's your tip of the week. I hope it's a good one for you. Get out there and do it. I want to hear from you. Throw me some messages over on the socials or in that email, podcastedillusions.com. Tell me how it's going for you. And uh, yeah, let me know how it's let me know how it's going and how you're feeling from being forced to be out there and do it. Like I said, no conversations, just say hello. You know, just be just be someone that's out there talking to people and uh, it's going to do big things for you. All right. Cool, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, we got to talk a little bit about street magic, the real street magic, as I like to call it, breaking down the truth about what it is and what it's not. And uh, 
Check out those resources that I mentioned. There's some good ones out there. Like I mentioned, Jim Cellini, that's C-E-L-L-I-N-I. Uh, it's not Cellini, but Cellini. Uh, Gazzo is another one. And I'll tell you a Gazzo story next time. I got a good one. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and uh, you know what? Hell, I'll tell you right now. It's quick. I was lecturing probably in about 2005 or six at the Hankley's Conclave, which goes on, I believe, just outside of Boston. Um, I don't think the Conclave goes on anymore. But anyway, I was lecturing, and I had to share a room with Gazzo. And there was one morning where I woke up and we had a fridge in our room. I woke up and the fridge was gone and I had stocked it with beer and I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on here? And so I go to his lecture and as one of his routines, he starts to give away things. And one of the things he gave away was, yeah, it was the fridge <laughs> and he started giving away my beer. So yeah, that's, that's a funny little story about guys though. But yeah, he's a, he's a great guy to learn from a lot of great resources out there from him about street magic, the real stuff, busking and, and making money. Uh, with with your magic, so check him out too. Um, yeah, we also talked a little bit about this week about you know using your magic in other ways. Uh, we'll get more into that, I'm sure, in, in other episodes. But it was a question that popped up, um, and so it's something to think about. Get more creative with that magic, use it different ways, see it in different ways. Uh, and last but not least, you know, our condolences once again uh, to Paul Daniels family, those around him. Magic uh, is better because of him. Can't put it any other way than that. We are grateful, uh, and there's a lot of great resources. Paul Daniels, look look his name up. There's some DVDs with his stuff. It's all solid. It's all workable. If you're looking for great workable routines you can start doing, check them out. R.I.P. Paul Daniels. You're going to be missed, dude. So, uh, yeah, and this week's tip of the week, don't forget, get out there, be uncomfortable, <laughs> break out of your, your little shell, and uh, talk to people. And uh, you're going to see you and your magic growing, which is a beautiful thing. All right. Well, guys, in the meantime, if you want to hit us up on the socials, I told you where to go. Find us, talk to us, let us know, email us, email that support team. We're out there. We're listening and uh, keep your eyes peeled for more and more contests and giveaways and more and more great new magic, of course, magic effects, magic products, and new additions to the site and some other big, big things that I've been telling you along the way. You're only going to hear it all here first on the podcast. So make sure you are subscribing over the iTunes store. Check us out, The Illusionist Podcast. And if you have an Android don't worry, download that SoundCloud app. You can listen to music and us over there and you get you can subscribe and get notified when the episodes go live. So do that after this episode ends. You'll never miss an episode. All right. <laughs> cool, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next week right here. Same place, same time. Maybe not same time, but same place. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, my name's Luke Dancy. Thanks for hanging out. If you want to hit me up over on Twitter, you can. That's at Luke Dancy, L-U-K-E-D-A-N-C-Y. But in the meantime, come on, grab those cards and get to work.